Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. July 16th is here and I can't believe it because once the 4th of July comes and goes, the summer feels like it is a runaway freight train until Labor Day, which officially closes summer here in my neighborhood. Tourism, you know, will start to slow down after that. But boy, oh boy, have we had a very busy couple of weeks in our town with traffic, tourism, the local festival, which we did walk down there twice. And it's just not what I remember it being when I was a kid. Kind of a little more on the low end for the craft booths and the things that were selling. Mostly a big carnival. A little bit for, you know, the the usual games and um, children's events during the day, which I can't attend because I'm working. And then, you know, in the evening, they usually have something going on music-wise or maybe an ice cream social or things like that. So overall... It's been really busy, but then it slowed down this week. And what's really been interesting is a week ago, my husband sprained his knee and we think that's only a sprain. We're hoping that it's not a ligament or tendon and he's been off work. So Highland Games have been put on hold for probably another month or so while he heals up. Yeah, he did sprain his knee doing Highland game practice. It's no secret. It's a dangerous thing to do. Um, You're throwing and lifting and all turning cabers. All of them are, they're heavy and have technique and he's been practicing by himself and it just twisted. It was nothing more than that. It was an accident and I'm hoping that it heals up fine because it is his, um, leg you know for driving truck and he does a lot of movement of freight so you know it was scary there for a while but it seems to be slowly healing up you know like anything else these things take time and when you have a job time isn't always the thing that they want you to do to heal up and not go to work and neither does our budget quite frankly but I think there's opportunities to apply for some short-term disability and things like that. So I think we'll be okay. So to cope with my anxiety on that, I have been home a lot more than I was planning. It's hot outside, so I haven't been able to do tons of gardening or sitting outside. And I told you before, once July hits and it's the dog days of summer, my interest in doing a lot of work in the garden wanes. I enjoy the fruits of my spring labor, and then it usually starts all the midsummer blooming. We have Shasta daisies blooming, the Coreopsis is blooming, and I have a perennial geranium. And my sedum is starting to bloom. The couple varieties, pinks and yellows. Um, The fairy garden looks great. The perennial bed looks really good in the backyard by the fairy gardens. The border garden between the porches of the house, you know, it's a decking, you know, to get into the house. It's coming on. Um, All the yuccas survived. They're growing. They're small, but they're growing. The sedum I planted there is a little wimpy. And the rose bush that I thought was dead is actually 
quite alive. So I have a rose bush by each little deck to get into the house and they're blooming the most adorable tiny pink tea roses. I have no idea the variety. They're very old fashioned rose that came from a farm and there were things that we called rambling roses because they rambled along the fence line. And quite honestly, they're sweet. They have just enough fragrance. And I think it provides balance to the succulent bed that I have going in the middle. So overall, that's coming along. But what did I do this week um, for the garden was I went through a couple weeks ago and found all the old vases and glass fixtures. Um, some were the amber shades that was from the bathroom remodel. And... I started playing around with making garden totems or garden art, tall, skinny things. Um, and I, my sister showed us how to do that in our Creative Souls, the last fall edition before the crash of my computer. And I had on hand the glue that she recommended. And it's, um, I can't remember the glue. It's E9100, I think it is. And it worked great. I played around with a couple different layouts, but I realized I needed clear glass plates. And I saw them at the dollar store. So this whole project cost me $5 because that's what I spent on the plates. I didn't want to drive all over looking at secondhand shops and stuff. I just wanted, I knew they were there. It's too hot. Get it done. They're all glued together and they look really pretty good. I'm very impressed. Now the glass is mostly crystal. There's mason jars and vases from flowers that were high school um, carnations and things. You know, the kids got a lot of flowers in high school. And I think I need to add a little bit of color. So I'm thinking about buying some of those flat glass um, clear gemstones, I think is what they call them at the store. You put them in um, fairy gardens and you put them in flower arrangements and succulent beds. So they're clear glass, some are opalescent and glittery and some are not. So I'm thinking about adding those. They're drying quite well. They seem quite sturdy. And so far, all of the things that I have done for this project has been just takes a little bit of time and all of the projects upcycled except for those plates were destined for the trash bin so I feel good I saved the glass from the trash and it actually gives my garden a little bit of interest and sparkle because at night when the um, solar lamps come on they really cause it to sparkle in the garden and it really looks nice um I just, I can't get a good picture of it. I've tried, but it's just, there's like an atmospheric feeling about the whole thing. So I worked on the garden art. Then I worked on um, my Cricut project this week. The class happened. I watched the video. I followed her instructions and I made a shadow box. I posted a, a YouTube video with this um, in it. And I'm going to put that in my show notes so you can see the promo video with the things that I'm going to talk about today. It's five layers, very 3D. You can put lights in the back. I have not. And I love it. It's real light and lacy. It's a circular motif with trees and delicate branches and leaves hanging down with five birds in it. Oh, I love it. And I, I put a teal blue paper in the back. 
I loved it so much that I went through all the old projects that I have access to in my VIP account through Better Life blog. And there was another shadow box with deer in it. And I used white paper, very modern looking, gives it a, almost a Christmassy winter look. And I love it. I got to find a shadow box to put that one in. I bought my shadow boxes at Hobby Lobby and learned so much from one lesson. I can't wait for the August lesson. I finished my Peter Pan economy block quilt with swirls all over. I am going to give this quilt to my littlest granddaughter who needs a theme for her new bedroom because they, they bought a house closing is next week. It's been a little bit of a stress in the background, you know, over houses because I didn't realize how difficult it is to buy a house in some markets. You put in a bid, they don't go through, your house is sold, it is not. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Three months later, here we are. I think they're going to finally have the closing and move in August. And her older sisters are twins and I might make them a quilt in the future, but they currently have a theme to their room already. But the, the littlest one is two and a half and you know, she's going from baby to toddler, and I thought Peter Pan would be so much fun. And I'm going to put that Peter Pan wall hanging that I did in uh, April as part of the challenge in her birthday box. So it'll be a wall hanging and this quilt. So it's super cute. It's the Sarah Jane Peter Pan fabric from Michael Miller. It's got just enough sparkle in it. Totally, totally love it. And this one, I thought one of my granddaughters has to have it because it's super cute. I felt really good because I got that done over the course of two weeks because I really needed a break from long arming because my neck was so sore. But it's feeling much better now between long arming and typing at work. You're, you can really get a sore, sore neck and shoulders. So that was the quilting and the piecing continues. I'm piecing up a storm for the Violet Craft Raffia quilt. It's all strips. I'm using the gorgeous Betty's Luncheonette Jelly Roll and a lin Kaufman linen for the background. Now I have to say, I don't know if I really like this linen fabric. It's not like a true linen. It's a woven. It almost reminds me of what we used to call like a denim chambray 110,000 years ago. It's thick. It's way thicker than the quilting cottons and it's a little stretchier, but I love the little knobs that are in it. It has a lot of texture, but would I buy this again for another quilt? I don't know. It is the fabric that was recommended in the pattern. It looks great and I'm going to replicate exactly the pattern um, picture on the front. But I just want to say there are some things about this linen that I'm not so sure that I like that much. And um, by the time I get done, I will let you know because it's when I start pulling the papers off because I'm doing the paper pieced method. I am super afraid that it's going to get real wonky, wobbly and stretchy. So that's something that I'm a little anxious about and of course it's supposed to be a shop sample and I'm a little nervous that it's going to look like garbage, which is my French version of garbage. <laughs> so anyway, um, so you think about using the linen, that's great, but you may want to buy a fat quarter and start sewing with it to see if you like it at all. 
I'm also pretty excited about my long-term slow stitching. I have two projects going. One is the We Are Knitters cushion. I have altered the pattern a little bit. Instead of diamonds with sashing, I'm doing the blue squares with sashing. And I'm telling you, I love it. The yarn is gorgeous. It has a great hand. It's knitting up fantastically. And I think that... Um, you can do the same. I mean, when you buy a kit, you can do whatever you want with it, right? So overall, I'm thinking that maybe by Christmas, I'll have that cushion cover done because that's what they call it is a cushion cover. And, you know, the other slow long-term project is hexagons. I sent out my Busy Bee Hexi Swap out in the mail. They've been received, which I'm very excited about. And my temperature quilt the hexagons are coming along i've prepped them all to where i'm all caught up with the prep and now i'm just sewing together the grandmother's flower gardens once again i'm just going in one week representations of the actual high temperatures i'm using a color chart and then i'm going to mix the flowers up so there's some visual interest to the whole design but after that, I don't know what I'm doing with it because I've never done hexagons before. I'm learning as I go. And I hope by the end of this uh, particular experiment that it will be something that I have down and I'm ready to go to the ice cream soda quilt. Or, oh man, one that I really, really like is pollinate. Have you seen pollinate out there? It is absolutely gorgeous, totally beyond my skill set. Maybe I can work up to it over a few years, hopefully not a decade, because I'm really slow at hand sewing. So those are some of the things that I've been working on. And I've been admiring my tea towel that my friend Carol gave me. And it says, to quilt is human and to finish is divine. And it has a star. It's been in my kitchen, but I don't want it to get stained. I think I'm going to use it as a cover for my sewing machine. Well, I need to get back to my day job. And I'm going to take a little break and I'll be back to finish up this podcast. And I want everyone to know that I appreciate all of the comments and all of the interactions and emails that I get in between podcasts. And I try to get back to everybody in a timely fashion. And it seems like we've slowed down a little bit. So I'll be able to get to those even faster than I have before. Wish me luck this afternoon. It's an afternoon of typing and more reports. I will check in with you later on this evening. Good morning. It is the next day. I'm sitting here in my pajamas and drinking my cup of coffee out of my Christmas mug. You know, sometimes you think that if you do things like that, it'll make you feel cooler because it's going to be another hot, muggy scorcher of a day. Yes, I'm trying to be a little bit quiet because my husband is sleeping upstairs and I still can't record a podcast when I think someone is in the house without feeling self-conscious. So anyway, I wanted to talk about the um, weekly, mostly writing segment that I'm doing on my blog. It's called Saturday Morning Coffee. It's kind of my musings, insights, things that have been happening in my um, kind of almost a deep thought Thing that maybe 
maybe it's too deep to share on the podcast because it feels too vulnerable. But I thought it's a great way for me to write. And I like writing a lot. And it will give me a one project a week for a few minutes that'll force me to sit down and write something. And vulnerability, courage, and strength have all been really important. And I've been really reading a lot of Brené Brown. I just finished Braving the Wilderness. Really, really like that book. It just resonated with me. I did half of the book called um, Rising Strong. And I didn't find that as riveting as the Braving the Wilderness. So you may want to try reading the recent one. Um, I'm going to try to listen to, because I listen to them as audiobooks, um, Daring, something about daring. It's called Daring Greatly, and I have it on audiobook for five more days, and five people are waiting. I am going to plug here the local library. I love it. They have Overdrive as their online ebooks and audiobooks, and I never could get it to work very well on my phone, but they added Libby, which is kind of their updated navigation tool. And I love it now. I'm able to actually reserve books and get them where before I'd reserve books and never see them again. And I um, tried the Hunger Games and didn't like the audiobook. I know it's a good movie series. I've seen that. Young adults I usually like a lot. So I'm going to try to branch out a little bit more and do books and audiobooks through my local library. Ours just had a massive renovation. And it's not fully done yet, but they added a second story, have a community outreach, outreach program. They're going to teach classes. There's a big conference room. There's a crafting room, a make it room, things for people to go to read about the historic society and all the local archives and records. And, oh, it's just a treasure trove. And I'm so excited to have it have a grand opening, hopefully later this summer, and to be able to utilize it because honestly, it's only a couple blocks from my house and I could walk there on a nice day. Chances are I will drive there because they have good parking and um, it's normally really cold <laughs> except for July and it's hot and I don't like uh, going in the library and being all sweaty. So go to your public library and see what they have if you haven't been there in a while. And I really want to encourage you to look at Overdrive if you haven't checked it out recently because um, Libby is something new to me and made it much easier to navigate. I felt Overdrive was chunky and hard to navigate and I'm actually finding audiobooks. So the last segment of the podcast, I wanted to talk about all of the things we've been watching on YouTube. Because YouTube is a place where there's so much to watch, but if you don't hear people talking about them, you're never going to find interesting things. So the newest show that I've been really, really enjoying is called Cruising the Cut. It is a show that a man who is a journalist retired from that job in England. He bought a narrow boat, which is a skinny little boat, 
and they have a canal system. He talks all about the learning curve of living on the boat and how he is making friends and family. He lives alone in the challenges of navigating all the locks. It's been very interesting and well done. What I like about it is that he's a journalist. He has very good video quality. He presents the um, stories that he's telling in a very logical and organized manner. And you can really see his journalism shine when he goes on land and talks to people about things that they do in the narrowboat community. Like we watched one last night where the, the man hand makes all of the doors for the locks. So check out cruising the cup. I had no idea that narrow boats was a thing. It's kind of like camping only you're cruising on there are a lot of rules about it too. cruising these canals in England. The next YouTuber that we stumbled upon is Kim Grant. She's a young lady who is a photographer and her video and her production is absolutely amazing on the show and showing off all of the beautiful landmarks around Scotland. She does a lot of video for Scotland tourism, but she vlogs most of the adventures. She likes to walk and hike and take um, videos and pictures. So some of her channel is about how to take pictures and achieve a certain look. And she mostly does landscapes, of course, and some things work and some things don't. And that's what's so fun about watching the channel is that she's learning just as much as you are. I like people so much. I always go and look and read all their about me segments on their websites. And it sounds like she went to university and is a nurse. And I'm not sure if the photography and teaching workshops is her full-time gig now. I think it is. And um, she goes all over. She's really inspired me to want to actually ride in a car and try to do the northern auto tour. It's a 500 mile um, journey along the Scottish coast and it's pretty rural but she just did a video on two days on a very small segment and it was absolutely lovely on the Murray Firth I think they call it. Anyway near Loch Ness. The next show I like is a Scottish show. It's called the Brunefords and it's a couple who live in Edinburgh and they show all about Edinburgh, Scotland. They went through all the closes, which are narrow alleys, lots of history, highlights of the pl places that are very touristic that you should go, and some other neighborhoods and just walking tours. I really like the production on this because it's more of chatting with a friend as you're being taken around a big city. I love Edinburgh so much, I'd have to say if this one city in the world that I would live a city you know I don't like cities that much it would be Edinburgh because it's a pretty cool place and I think he's trying to grow his channel so give it a, a check check it out maybe subscribe um, I really think his wife puts up with a lot um, she's not as <laughs> enthusiastic about um, being videoed but she she goes along with it so anyway, the Brunfords, B-R-O-O-N-F-O-R-D-S. And the last one that we've been watching, and I really, really like it, is a Michigan man, and he does lathe work. And it doesn't always turn wood. He does lathe um, 
everything is uh, what he creates. So he's got resin products that he mixes with wood. He did pens. He's done all kinds of um, pieces. And what I like about him is that he's an everyday guy and um, he, he has pretty good production, but you know, on camera, he's just, just a guy in the shed working on his projects and some of them work and some of them don't but I'll have to tell you most of the time they work and they're really really cool stuff something about watching people work on a lathe is very mesmerizing and zen so he's he's a good channel to check out pole barn productions now he spells pole like his last name p-o-h-l so those are some things we've been watching for the summer on these super hot days. And while I'm watching the shows, I usually have handwork in, in going in hand. And I'm working between that crochet project and my hand-stitched hexagons. And overall, we have been really not having that blistering heat that I know that many parts of the U.S. is getting. However, just because it's Michigan, don't think that it doesn't get warm. It's been in the 90s and it's been very humid, but the good news is it doesn't last long. So everybody, have a wonderful week. Stay cool. Find time to work on your thing this week, whether it is a quilt project or maybe you're like me and you're picking up something new and you're giving it a go. Let me know how it's working out for you and where you're finding your education. I'm finding there's some great classes online for very, very low prices. Anyway, have a great week. Quilt on and let me know how your summer is going. <laughs>